people, listen, I'm telling you, the revolution will not be televised, but it will be podcast. Oh. I'm like, this, you're revolutionary. <laughs> You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. It seems like unschooling, um, it's like a thread and it really fits throughout life. So it's like this word, but really it's like life. And that's why I say it's so emotional because when I discovered your podcast I was like oh my gosh you were yes. speaking life into me it was like you gave me all my life back. like it was everything that I was thinking you were saying out loud I'm like oh my gosh she is yes 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 each podcast was just like an unraveling of something new and precious so I, literally I binge listen for um days until I got through all of them I listened to every single one of them some a couple times girl and I'll still go back and listen Peace, y'all. You are listening to the voice of Lavinia Wilkerson, a.k.a. Lou, a.k.a. the bougie pioneer woman. <laughs> That's her Instagram handle. Lou is such a fun-loving firecracker of a woman. Her personality is wonderful. We met like a lot of good folks raising free people on the interwebs. That's where we met. And so we've been communicating through DMs and voice memos. It's been wonderful. And her story is really interesting which is why I wanted to share it here so that we can be part of her community and her children's community and she can be part of ours. So Lou became a widow five years ago. Her husband passed. And so she and her three children, she has two sons and a daughter, transitioned recently from homeschooling into unschooling with her two youngest. Lou has plans to RV all up and down America with her kids. She was going to wait till they were grown and gone. And she was like, wait, why do I need to do that? So I need to get some folks on here who RV with their families so we can get Lou the details that she might need. But um, it's just a really good episode. We are going to talk about grief. We are going to talk about loss. We are going to talk about self-care. We are going to talk about the amazing things that happen when you get a chance to really witness your children. And in Lou's case, like many of us, that really happened um, as a result of something that caused her to need to pause. And then as a result of backing away and being able to observe, she just saw how her children were learning without her having to force anything. And now she's practicing building upon that, as well as her own freedom, which she'll talk about. The show notes page, which you will absolutely want to check out, is akilasrichards.com forward slash 73. You'll have the connection to Lou, her Instagram account. I'll also post a link there for an event that I will be doing in May in Pittsburgh as part of Remake Learning Days. I think I might have mentioned it on here before, but it's May 18th. So there's this Remake Learning Network that focuses on, it's the week of May 17th to 25th. And let me read from the site. It's a celebration of activities and events showcasing everything that makes the greater Pittsburgh and West Virginia regions recognize national leaders in innovative teaching and learning. I will be hosting a talk at the Three Rivers Village School in Pittsburgh on the value of self-directed education. And I'm doing that Friday, May 18th. If you check out the show notes page, you won't have to remember the link to this. So I won't even say it because <laughs> I'll put the details there for that. I'm also going to put some details about 
Raising Free People Network, the needs there. I've updated the needs page. Thank you so much for those of you who have called and emailed me with your interest about broadening, building this network. Oh my gosh, so excited to connect with you. And we need more help because I need multiple writers first and foremost, because I want these stories out there. I mean, y'all listen to this podcast. You hear the sort of things that are happening in people's lives and you hear the sense of community that's being formed and the things that people are actually doing. So in order for us to get this out to even more people, not just in the US, not just in North America, cannot do it solo. So thank you so much for those of you who have reached out. The details will be on the show notes page, that direct link. So let's get into our conversation with Lou. The point is, seriously, is unschooling is like a thread. And so I have to go back to the beginning. My journey started when I came out of holidays. Once I discovered what the meaning of certain holidays were, and they had nothing to do with Christ, because I'm this big old Christian. And so once I discovered like Christmas didn't have anything to do with Jesus and I'm like, what? And then Easter, I'm like, what? What? The devil? I, what? Are you kidding? I was just like, wait a minute. And I was still going to Sunday traditional church and everything. And, and I was really active and I was this youth group leader and um, had keys to the church and everything. Anyway, my journey started there and I didn't realize it's a form of unschooling. Okay. Mm. So yes. Okay. Yes. So anyway, because I had to reprogram my mind yes. and my thoughts. So stop doing that, coming out of holidays. Then all of a sudden, as I learned more about church and Sabbath and so on and so forth, I start studying. Then I came out of keeping Sunday. Then I came out of organized religion, all unschooling. And then, you know, I got this nudge to homeschool my children. And I was like, kind of mad. Like, God, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. After the third one, first and foremost, I thought I wanted five children, okay? But mm. then once I had the third one, I was like, listen, mm-mm, <laughs> this is good right here. So once the third one came, you know, and then I'm, in, I'm married and like my marriage is not going the way I thought and planned that. So I'm like, I got this, me and my marriage. And then I got three children. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is mm. crazy. This is not how I planned my life, okay? Mm-hmm. So then. I was thinking once the third one became three, I was like, I'm about to send her to this preschool program and I'm about to have me some me time. Everybody going to be gone. <laughs> I got this tugging on my spirit, homeschool your kids. I'm like, are you sure? Are you talking no. to me? Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to do brunch. I'm trying to do lunch with my girlfriends. <laughs> yes. So needless to say, I did not put her in the preschool program. Yeah. So I ended up homeschooling the younger two because I have three children. Really interesting enough, I let my older son go ahead and finish out school. But one year, I felt a tug in my spirit to just homeschool him one year. And this was the year that my husband passed. And I was so happy that I did because we were really, really close that year of us just spending that time together. Mm-hmm. And it was like a preparation time, which I didn't even know. Just quite unexpectedly, he wasn't sick. He just mm-hmm. um, passed away unexpectedly mm-hmm. for us. And so that was really hard so hard and especially hard on my oldest son, which, you know, I'm so proud of him right now because he's just navigating and figuring it out as he's off adulting. And I just couldn't be more proud of him. He is such an independent soul and he's just doing his thing. I continue to keep him in my prayers because I know he, you know, he's hurting and I just, you know, want him to have the tools that he needs for life because it's no joke for little black boys and black men. 
very challenging. And that's why I say your podcast gives so much life and voice to those thoughts that I was having and those struggles that we had as parents trying to raise free people. And even even though my son went to school, it was like he still got a portion of unschooling because I was very much that kind of mom. So I wanted to bring this up because clarification and then also an opportunity. So the point of clarification that is purely subjective (laughs) is that I don't think that you can kind of unschool. Malika and I were having a conversation, Malika Diggs of Eclectic Learning Network, and we were talking about how there's no derivative of freedom, right? But unschooling has principles and liberation and trust are at the core of that. And even though I don't think Lou was unschooling, I do think, I know that it's actually very much possible to still introduce the concept of liberation and ask the question, this is the opportunity part, what are some of the ways that I can practice a more conscious, a more mindful, a more liberatory partnership with my child. So that may not be for your family a withdrawal from public school right now. But liberation is not only about schooling, right? It's certainly one of the most pervasive forms of oppression. But there are other things that you can start looking at in terms of how they spend their time outside of school, how they dress, whether or not you post their pictures online without asking them if they're okay with you posting that picture. Things that might seem small, but really speak to autonomy, that really speak to decisions about your life, being informed by your needs and your preferences, even when you are a child. So there is a major opportunity here to ask yourself, if you still have a child or children in school, and you're working towards transitioning out of that, what are some of the things that you can start doing that give them the opportunity to make decisions about how their life is happening? What can you be doing more of there? After my husband passed, about two years after, I said, well, what am I still here for? Why am I still in Ohio? Because we're in Ohio. And I was always traveling before I had children. I wanted to kind of have some roots for my children because my mother always traveled and moved. And I just thought like, that's what we needed. Mm -hmm. But my son took me through challenging years when he was a teenager. And that's just because so much had happened, which I understand. And on top of that, he had to navigate and figure out how to be this man. And he lost his dad, whom he loved so much. And his dad loved him. So it was just hard. And so it was hard on me. But one thing that I learned, hindsight, is just that I was holding on so tight. You know how you want the best and you think that you can do and control things, but you can't because they really are these individuals. And my son has been an individual for a very long time. And see what the problem was, I had given him a voice when he was younger, but then I didn't understand it when he got older, because I still want him to do what I told him to do. And he was just resisting that because he had his own ideas, his own way. And I was holding tight. and. If I had known about unschooling, I would have handled this a whole lot better. <laughs> I have a few of those hindsight moments too, but that's all right. This is a part of why we're having it's this okay. conversation out loud yes. too. 
Yeah. So the thing for my um, my older Zaire, he really just was trying to figure out how to be a man and have his own choices. And he's just always been a self-motivated young man. I mean, I like to take credit for some things, but I don't know if I really even can. <laughs> he's just, I, don't, I really don't. I don't, I like, listen, when I first had him, the, my first one, I thought I was Mother Earth, girl. I was like, <laughs> oh, yes, I am doing this mothering thing. I, lo- I still love being a mom, but I, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't. And then the other two came along. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that wasn't me. Maybe that right. was him. I actually love that you said, I'd like to take the credit for these things, but I won't. I think that it is so healthy for us to recognize that our children are not just versions of us, that they're not just, they get this thing from me or that thing from me or whatever. We also need to recognize the ways where they are their own selves. Like when you said your son has always sort of, you know, had that voice. And you say you gave him that voice, but really you recognize what was in him already. You recognize that mm-hmm. we technically didn't give it to him. But then you knew no. how to hold on to the reins because that's how you're trained. And then you learned over time. Exactly. To back to allowing the freedom he was born yes. with. Exactly. And it was so hard because, you know, like I said, he's just always just been this well-behaved, this well-mannered, just mm-hmm. this really packaged thing. And not only that, but just self-motivated. He works hard. He's been yeah. working since he's at birth because my children, we all are talent. We model and act. Um, and he's done movies and commercials and things like that. So he works in that aspect. He's caddied uh, mm. and he's saved up money and he bought his own car, paid his own insurance. At right. a young age, I made him do that. Those things just because, you know, his mama don't be having a lot of money and stuff. So anyway. <laughs> I felt bad initially because, you know, we as parents want to do everything for them. But I'm like, the truth is, it's like, listen, I'm gonna give you experiences, but um, I may not be able to fund everything. So you won't have the contribution. So their money that they would make, they'll be invested back in them with um, with, uh, whatever it was that they were interested in. But at any rate, this son of mine, the eldest, Mm -hmm. he was, he's his own person and he is just awesome in that respect. And, um, it was really difficult for me to let go of that and say, okay, I get it. And so finally I did. I had to say, okay, I've done my job. I'm going to let him figure this out. I'm here and you figure it out and I'll be here if you need me. But um, I, I'm here to guide you. But he had such a strong will. And once I let go, it was like, ah. <laughs> I mean, I was still there, but I just was like, okay, you know how your butt cheeks are so clenched so tight because you are trying to, yeah. You want them, you want them to you want them to get it. And it's so scary. Yes. 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 You want them to get it because it's no joke. I'm like, they're out here killing black boys. Yep. You know, you just gotta be smart. Yes. There's no room for yes. error. You yep. know? So Absolutely. it's really scary. But at any rate, he did good. He's doing really well for himself and I'm really proud of him. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you're younger you think like, Okay, I want my son to be a doctor or a lawyer, I want them to go off to college I wanted this to happen or you can do this and you know he had planned on going to the air force but you know and and all this stuff is all high you know so you you can have bragging rights but the truth is I'm like no I am so proud of him because he's doing it life is real (laughs) and this brother is out here figuring out this brother got his own place got his own car (laughs) doing his thing I'm like he is off adulting I'm proud of you legitimately (laughs) mind you with two jobs yeah so anyway yeah. So as he's doing his thing, 
I realize now with these other two, I would have these moments, these hiccups, where I would take a pause because I started to deal with this grief and depression. And mind you, now, Akila, I've had a wonderful life. And when I say wonderful, I just mean that I've had a mom that has been very nurturing and supportive. Mm-hmm. And I think people need that kind of thing. It, it just helps you to navigate through life so much better. Of course. When you have a strong sense of who you are and when you have the nurturing and the nourishment that you need because mm-hmm. life is real and it's very hard and, and people are not so kind and so loving, but some people are. Yes. But all I'm saying is that I think that when you have those tools, it just makes for, I think, a better life. And of so when I say I've had a really great life, I had a great life, I have always been this person that's been super optimistic and felt like I was invincible, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to make that happen. Oh, mm-hmm. I can do this. I just I felt like I could do all things. All possibilities yeah. were open for me. And I think that that came from traveling, too. So at any rate, having all the tools that I needed um, as a child and to develop into this adult, I experienced people in my life where they um, had a different kind of upbringing. Maybe they didn't have exactly that support. I saw them struggle in different areas and I could empathize a bit, but I did not really understand that. So now I get to see life from a different point. So I think that like my struggle now is really interesting for me and very hard because, oh no, (laughs) I'm like, my hat goes off to people that have gone through or people that didn't have those tools because I couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine because like now I'm like going through my own little thing. I'm like, what the heck? Because this is not fun. Like people really experience, even my husband, like depression. I never experienced depression. Like what the heck? Life is good and it's great and it's beautiful, period. That's how I've always felt. But to be depressed, to have some grief, I'm like, oh, so this is a real place. People think that you just get you just get over it, you just yeah. go on. But I'm like, no, like this is real. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm I'm a little bit stuck. I don't say that out loud, but I like I'm, I'm figuring it out. I'm mm-hmm. navigating through it, but I'm just like I am a different part. I have some different experiences, and I'm really different. Yeah. I'm so used to just getting up. I get I have an idea. I get up. I go make it happen. But yeah. when you going through stuff like this, okay, I'm like oh, so okay, oh no, I can't do that right now. Oh, okay, I gotta pause. Okay, yeah, let me just sit down somewhere and let me just go on here and parent. That's what I can do. I can parent, and yeah. I can um, yeah, let me just put as little as possible on my plate right now because yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people listening to this, Lou, are so appreciative of the space that you are speaking from and also can remember Mm. when they were in that stuck space and couldn't figure out what to do to move forward. You know, my friend calls it surviving survival mode. It's like, you know, what do I do now on the other side? Put as little on your plate as possible. Like what are the two priorities right now? You know, like really pretty much like that for starters. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. And, and that's what I go back to. That's something that I go back to all the time. I say, what is my purpose right now? And I've had to do that for several years now, because the one thing I know for sure that I am, I am a mom, you know, and I know that I've been called to homeschool my children. So those are the two things that I know. If I don't do nothing else, those are the two things that I know I'm supposed to do. And so I am okay with that. But sometimes, you know, I'm such an achiever and so used to just going for it, doing it. And yes. it's really hard to, you know, have to just take a pause. And so when I would take these different pauses as I was navigating in these uh, recent years, homeschooling the children, yeah, 
and taking a break from our normal curriculum, I decided that I would sell my business. So I had a children's <laughs> resource. Um, I was in the process of buying my home. I shut that down, downsized my house and, and moved, moved in with my grandparents and decided I was going to get an RV or van and we were just going to travel. We were going to travel and navigate and just explore the great USA and also just go to places where we could work doing what we do as talent. So I had been looking online for some time now about RVing. Once the kids were grown or something like that, I would do something like that. Mm -hmm. Or once they got older. But then I decided, no. Like I said, one one day I just woke up like, well, why am I still here? My cousin's gone, so why am I still here? Um, That was one of the reasons for staying in Ohio was because, like, he was here. And since he wasn't, I was like, okay, you know what? We're about to just do this. We should leave. Let's do this. So mm-hmm. I said, once he graduated, I would just start traveling. And so we still don't have the RV yet. So we've been just traveling uh, until we get that. But at any rate, <laughs> yeah. we were downsizing. I was selling, you know, my business and liquidating all that jazz, taking pause for packing, a pause for my regularly scheduled program of homeschooling, you yes. know, school at home. Yes. And slowly we had gotten more relaxed. And so what happened was I would see that my children were still learning. And so <laughs> I was like, well, what is, okay, so... And I had heard about unschooling, but I hadn't done any research. And I'd already said that we're leaning more towards unschooling, you know, because I would go to um, conferences. And so I'm like, oh, I think we're leaning more towards unschooling. But I hadn't done any research on it. And um, I hadn't committed to that because I was too, what was I going to tell people? I'm already wacky enough, you know. <laughs> now yes. I'm about to move in an RV. People think, like, she has lost her mind. No, let me just go on ahead. So at any rate, but when I saw that my children were still learning, I was fascinated and especially fascinated with my daughter, the youngest, mm-hmm. my 10-year-old, she was probably eight at the time. And she had just been really into this line. And then she was talking about she wanted to start a business. She said she wanted to get a YouTube page. She wanted to do this. And she taught herself how to do all these different things um, with YouTube. And she was researching and doing, figuring this out and figuring that out. She figured out how to edit, how to make a thumbnail. I was completely fascinated. I was like, well, what the heck? And then I found her podcast and I was like, this is what we about to do. This is what we do. Forget everybody. Forget what anybody thinks. Let me research it. So, you know, my biggest thing is all about researching. That's how yeah. I did when I came out of, you know, Sunday. Like, how am I going to come out of keeping Sunday? That's what I know. That's all my family knows. Yes. I'm going to be keeping the Sabbath. What's that, what's that even about? So oh. I had to research. I'm like, I'm reading, doing all kinds of stuff. Like, wait a minute. I have to have my my walk and my testimony straight. I got to have yes. this thing. <laughs> I, I can't be doing it for nobody else, but for, for myself. And I have to understand why I'm doing it. And yes. so that I can have my explanation together. You know, those are the cores of unschooling too. That has nothing to do, as you said, Lou, with proving anything to anybody else. You say, it has to make sense for me. Like what my testimony, my walk, all of that, needs to yes. be straight. What What is this thing that is giving me this level of conviction? That's also the freedom that we afford our children so that when they do decide on their courses of study and they do decide that despite all the myths to the contrary, then they can make a decision to say, so what is the best route for me here? Do I need to use my contacts to get an apprenticeship? Should I go ahead and go right. to college? What is that preparation? Like the same things that you just said is exactly what mm-hmm. we want to arm our children to do, especially in this time when career and lifestyles and where you live and yes. business with is a global opportunity. So you have to know yourself. You have to know your, as you said, your testimony, all of that has to yes. be free. 
Yes, and so true. And, that, and that's when I discovered also that I'm like, wow, I'm an unschooler. And it's so funny because when I started homeschooling my children, I began to have a love for learning. I never had a love for learning. I never, listen, I didn't even like to read. Probably because I didn't see me in, in things. I didn't see me in books as growing up. And it just wasn't interesting to me. Yes. But listen, I love reading now. I love learning. And I love research. That's my thing. That's what I do. I am definitely an unschooler. I'm constantly learning stuff. So my children and I are always off in our own corners of the world doing our <laughs> own thing. It is so wonderful. And I'm so free. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And like you said, we check in and I see what's going on. But we're doing a lot of de-schooling, too, because yes. I'm still healing. And, and this is something that we don't do as black people, and that's therapy. You know, going to counseling. Yes. I have to go to counseling. I need that. I yes. need that in my life. When I feel, that there is, when I feel like I'm having a, a place where I'm getting a little bit stuck again, I'm like, okay, it's time to go to counseling. Let me go talk to someone. Let me talk through this. You have your girlfriends. You have your people in your life that you can talk to, and that's great. But it's really great to go talk to somebody to help you talk it through. Because not only did I think I was Mother Earth, I also think I'm Wonder Woman. I do. I think I got to carry everything. And sometimes I get tired. It's not sustainable. It not. And it's, a, it's a horrible way to perpetuate the lie. Also to our children, right. to all children, that your worth is embedded in like how much you can endure. Absolutely. A lot of it you don't want to feel like you're weak. And I think we as black people, we are strong to a fault. I know we do a thing because we have to, but also it's just, you know, knowing when to stay when and when you need that help. And yes. sometimes people, especially have with well intentions, say things well, like, you know, well, why you go through this? Maybe you should be putting your kids in school. Well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> they can see that this is life. And exactly. I just let them know. And there was times when I wanted to, you know, I like to hide things from my children because you don't want them to feel the brunt of everything. But schooling has taught me and life <laughs> has taught me that, no, they gonna know, okay, listen, this is what's going on. Yeah, mommy gets really sad sometimes. It's really heavy because this, that, that, and so yes. I tell them what's happening. So they're getting to know, they know their mother, but they're also getting to know right. the person. So what you're doing is breaking that particular cycle that is very normalized for so many of us by letting your children, right. and it doesn't mean you're going to sit them down and be like, here's how we only got $500 and we need 5000 Like right. we're not saying right. that right. even. We're not saying, you know, right. burden them with all of the woes of whatever the hell, but it's to not pretend that you're happy when you're actually sad and to say, yes, this is a real thing and I'm deeply uncomfortable and I'm just going to be in my room today. So they know, oh, this is a real thing. People navigate this. Yes, very real. And it's been hard, you know, to kind of share that, but I had to get to a space and place because I don't want them looking at me sideways and be like, okay, well, what's going on? So I just say, like, listen, this is what's going on. This is what mommy needs to do for me right at this moment. So just let me do this. So they're so used to me taking them here, doing this and doing that. And we're always so busy, busy in this program or in this and that. They're taking this lesson and that lesson. And, you know, there was a time I was just like, listen, okay, listen, we're going to take a pause, y'all. Yeah. I need to take a pause. Sorry if you're bored. You're going to figure it out, okay? Because, uh, yeah, I need to do this for me. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and that's okay. And I had to learn that that's okay. So all of that has been part of the healing, part of the unschooling process, the de-schooling. And we're doing it together. We are learning and we're growing together. And I just, and I love it. I love these children so much. And I love (laughs) our process. I love our journey. 
I remember when you were talking about your youngest and how much she had been with this whole project, learning how to make slime and putting together whole business around it and being so committed to sharing what she's learning. And, And even just in your words, there was so much soul. Like I could read it. I could read mm. those words and see and hear and feel how you were feeling about her. And I was mm. like, man, this is why this option is so important because this little girl would have been so, somewhere getting yes. standardized out of her magic yes. when, you know, yes. she had, she's doing these things and she's in an environment where her mother can support and celebrate her at one o'clock, at two o'clock, at 1130, at not at four right. in the evening when she's tired as hell. Yes. Yeah. And it's so true. Right now, my son, he has always been at the game. Okay. But yes. now he just got this system. And if I hadn't done my research, I would be like, okay, no, I don't feel comfortable with this because he's just gotten this game system and he is on it like crazy. Yes. And he plays games. If I wouldn't have seen it <laughs> and I wouldn't have heard people's stories about, yeah. how, about how that's okay. I would be like, this is not normal. This is not okay. I cannot accept this. Right. But no. I know it because I remember Chris and I went through that a lot too with the girls at first. I was like, but they always staring at a screen. That's scary. That's dangerous. Right. They're not going to have these. Right. Things, blah, 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 blah. But it's, you know, it's right. been almost eight years. And as you said, I seem to like, I've seen it too many times to even yes. doubt it anymore. I've just seen it too yes. many times. Just at home, much less all the people like you that I get to talk to every week, especially with gaming. That's a legitimate concern that people have about screen time. And it's yes. legitimate because of what we're used to, but what we're working towards and what we know now, so much of life is really a game. So like when I was in law school, that that was a game. It meant that I had to train, I had to look at how my mind needed to work to take the LSAT and pass it. Mm -hmm. I had to play the game of doing Mm -hmm. It's just instructions and they are great at that. They know, oh, if I use this code, this will get me here. If I collaborate with these people, we could get to this level. And that's life. Yes. So he, I, and I'm glad that he has a mother who knows that. (laughs) Yes. The funny thing that comes with that is like, I can't believe how free I am, how free (laughs) I am to say it's okay. Like, I don't care. I don't care what others (laughs) think. It's okay. It's, yeah, this is what we're doing. Yep. That's what he's doing. I don't know what he's going to do with it. And that may pass or whatever, but you know, that's what he's doing right now. That's his thing. Do you ever meet any other parents who ask you about that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Because so many parents that I come across, Lou, they feel like that. Like, look, he's doing his thing and I don't want to care. But then when my mom asked me or this person asked me, what's your perspective on that? Like I said, part of the research, I think you said um, on one of the podcasts and maybe on your website about um, Stop Stealing Dreams. Um, Not book, but his um, his, His manifesto. So I started reading that and I was like blown away. Like, whoa. So (laughs) like I said, I'm so free with it now. People may make comments or ask questions, especially my mother. I do a newsletter where I tell like my mom and my dad and the people that are close to us, if they want to know like kind of what's going on with us on yes. our journey. And I try to explain as much as possible. I sent them the manifesto mm-hmm. so that they can see too. So they, you know, if they really care, they can read more about you know, our journey and how we're learning. You know what I mean? So yeah. I explain as I can, but for the most part, I just use Hollis's story, my daughter, because I'm so fascinated with that. And I'm like, that seals the deal for me. I share that with them because I'm fascinated by that. Like, who does that? She is among the other amazings in the unschooling world because they have so much support that their magic 
just shows up. The same thing we got to be in our forties and fifties before we can reclaim or even later exactly just up for them. And it's fascinating. It really is. That's the, that's such a great, it really is for it. Mm. It really is. It seems little sometimes, but not really because I'm just like that, that's huge to me yeah. because um, I don't even know how to do a thumbnail, but she figured it out. She yep. taught herself how to edit. This is how they're learning. And I love that we have the freedom to do it. I love that I had the courage to step out to do homeschooling and it led to this because I love having the input and sharing time with the children in this way because yes. I just we, we're just so close. Not to say everything is all like, you know, perfect. Right. I'm just saying we're close. I'm just saying. Like anyway. they ain't been arguing. Yeah, like they don't be arguing in the room. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that. And I think that would have been yeah. happening either way because it's people living Pretty much. and we do that, right? This is not because they are unschooled. This is because they are human beings communicating. Pretty much. I love that in your story, you've given us so many real examples around like how learning works and what's okay. And that's what I love about your story. Cause so many of us, it's like, we need the other things to shore us up. And for me, it's like, yeah, you do your research as you said, but it really started with like something in your spirit and you knew how to obey in a sense, how to say, you know what, that is the direction. Yeah. Something's tugging and I need to obey because we connect yeah. that to religion. And like you, I had yes. my own like shedding of what was my religious process, what I was raised in to be like, for me, and it's not a judgment on anybody else's walk, but yes. I don't need that. I do not require that at all. Mm-hmm. And it actually isn't how my spirit thrives. And so I feel like in your story, I heard a lot of come to it, whatever it is of your own. That's all we're saying. Ask questions, disrupt the narratives, come to it when you feel like, yes, this is exactly what I'm being led towards. Even if you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Because I'm constantly, Akilah, I'm constantly questioning Mm. our creator, you know, my purpose. I'm constantly saying, okay, now this doesn't make sense. Okay. This okay, you gotta help me make sense of this. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I am constantly on this journey to understand a thing when I don't yes. understand it, so that it makes sense for me. And I think, like you said, it's for each individual to come to that point as it's needed for them. You yes. know, and it's really very, very personal. It's very personal. It is. And what you need in your life, you know. So what is next for Lou? The vision, your life is expanding. What's good? What's coming up? I want to do so much, Akila. I Like <laughs> I said, I'm in this place where, listen, I'm doing the work. I'm doing the self-care so that I can be okay. Yes. So I can fly again. Because right now I feel like I'm grounded and I got to just, you know, walk it out. <laughs> Taking it day by day, step by step. The old me, but girl, when I heard your podcast, I would have me a podcast right now. You know, yes, girl, I'll be having my website up. So many things I want to do. But the scary part for me in my healing and self-care and while I'm going through this process is that I'll have so much steam in the beginning. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I run out of gas. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I have some consistency on a level plane so I can be okay, seriously. that's real. And I I really value how you said it's one step at a time. That is a game plan. Yeah, but it's like you're making sure that you're not going to get back into that place because you know to follow that 
inner lead to take it slow and to recognize your pattern. Right. You're like, oh, how do I make that pattern different? How do I make it more sustainable for mm-hmm. me? That's what I hear. Because, you know, Akila, I, I, it's true. Because, see, the thing about me is I love life so much. I really do. And this part of this journey is very challenging for me. So while I am taking it the step by step, it is a hard place to be because, like I said, myself, what I know to do is to get up and go and move. Yeah. And so having this time to just sit down is, like you said, it's a good place to be also because I'm doing a lot of learning. The children and I are just traveling and enjoying one another because, you know, it's amazing how my son just grew up so fast because like you just don't know. My babies, they only have me now. It's just me. So I just hear that still small voice and enjoy them. So we're just traveling. We're traveling. We're, um, you know, looking, you know, to get representation in the different cities. And then get in the RV and um, we're going to be, you know, RV and all along. I'm so excited for y'all. You know, you got to come back you. when you're like, oh, we went RV shopping. The minute I see that on Instagram, I'm going to message you. Hello, okay. this is Akilah. Can we get on call? <laughs> like, <laughs> because I'm so Girl, excited. Akilah, I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I know people are like, what? In that little bit space, you're going to be living. People are, have said all kinds of stuff. Of Listen, course. it's so funny how many things you don't need. And by the way, girl, I was a collector of stuff. Like I had a resale shop to a children's resale. Okay, that was so every reason to collect something. I was homeschooling. <laughs> yes. And I was homeschooling. Girl, I had my own library. I collected mm. books and clothes. Oh, my God. All the yes. reasons to have all the things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All the reasons. So yep. letting it go, girl, was a process because I oh, needed yeah. my stuff yes. to validate okay. me. So letting it go was a process. And it's been a beautiful one, a hard mm. one but a beautiful one. So I love it because it's just freeing us up to do more and more. Thanks for listening. Don't forget about that show notes page, akilahsrichards.com forward slash seven three. Also want to give a shout out to my newest patron, Adrian. Thank you so much for your support. So y'all, if you feel in the podcast and you want to put a little bit of money where your vibe is, you can check out patreon.com forward slash Akilah. That's also going to be on the show notes page and support the work that we are doing here. I get to say we now, hey, <laughs> at Fear of the Free Child podcast. Talk to you next week, y'all. Fear of the Free Child is a weekly podcast that centers diverse narratives, insightful commentary, learning with our children and de-schooling ourselves, owning our multiple identities and treating children with dignity creating community and sharing conversation from often silenced spaces, breathing life into liberation practices proactively and on purpose. It's about parenting. It's about self-directed education, loving. It's about learning. Thanks for listening to Fair the Free Child podcast. Like the show? Then show your love or give your feedback at akilahsrichards.com.